0: 6B, the boys are back in town and we have an added boy tonight. On a Monday, uh, no, it's not Monday, Damon. It's Tuesday. Happy Labor Day to everybody. Hope you had a good uh, Labor Day. Hope you had a nice weekend. Lots to talk about tonight. David Zier's in the house, going to talk about Pennsylvania. Lots going on in Pennsylvania. The president, I saw a little bit of his speech, on fire. And Pennsylvania is shaping up to be a real interesting story. With Oz and um, Lurch, I mean uh, Fetterman, and uh, we've been talking about these races when we're down to choice A and choice B. We got to get behind Oz at this point. It doesn't matter what you think of him. You got to get behind him. Same thing with Herschel Walker. Same thing with some of these other races. So we'll talk to David about the entire Pennsylvania experience and what's going on there. Paul Nolan in the house to do news. Mr. Nolan, how are you?
1: I am well, my friend. Very um, well rested. Great weekend. You know, it's nice to be back. Absolutely. I'm getting a little insecure. I got David Z here. I'm waiting by the end of the show for us to get just pushed
0: <laughs> off the set. You're full screen <laughs> now. You'll chance. be half screen by 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out of here by uh, 9.15. No.
1: That's so what you bring it in real talent.
0: Uh, Rick that's... Emera- No, that's not true, Paul. <laughs> Uh, Rick Amirati here, going to do some sports. Look, Rick, how are you? Oh, look at that suit. man! <laughs> big oh, D, ready to go. That is just, <laughs> look at that. He's like one of the
2: three Amigos. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: and a- go. after Labor Day.
0: All oh, close. man, looking good. Slick Rick, how are you?
2: Good, Big D. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen?
0: Very good. Good to be back. What's uh, Any big sports stories coming up?
2: Well, uh, well, speaking of Herschel Walker, the Georgia Bulldogs, big weekend. We're going to oh, talk man. about the AP 25 oh, blowout. Woo.
0: Oh, just so too easy. Way too easy. Yeah. Way too easy for Oregon. Too, For
2: Oregon. a number of teams. A lot of blots. A couple of good games this weekend. So we're going to recap that. We got a little rodeo, and the Steelers are retiring a legend's number, and they don't retire numbers too often. We'll get into that too, big deal.
0: All right, very good. Uh, Rick Delgados here. What even is that coming up tomorrow, tomorrow night? night? Not yes. tonight. Come tomorrow night. Uh, looks like you got a haircut how are you
3: i am well and uh like like the rest of the boys said well rested
0: well you had a busy uh busy weekend uh surprise of course to me because i didn't all of a sudden you just show up at the trump rally yeah so what made you decide to go there
3: you know what we were talking about it during
0: you know, the week my phone works by the way even though if i'm not here what do you mean well that guy would have been nice to know you were going oh like I mean, that's what I mean. was oh, doing okay. it behind
3: your back,
1: bro. No, we, were, we, were,
0: we were talking about
3: it during the He's show. He's going to sweep his way to the top. What are you Did, kidding?
0: I, I, guess <laughs> you didn't watch, I guess you didn't
1: watch
3: Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday when I said, hey, David, I might no, be no, joining you out there. No, I didn't watch
0: Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I watched a little bit on Monday. I commented and got in the checks. I loved the people in the chat. So I was in a little bit, but I didn't pay attention to every single word. I was trying to take vacation, so. So anyways, you end up there. Yeah, what, so so I, up, first I, end, one. I said,
3: you know what? It's close enough. He never comes to New York. This is as close as I think he's going to get. Let's go ch- try and check it out. Uh, told Harry about it. Ha- I told Harry last Monday. He made sure that uh, those guys knew I was that I could be coming because I hadn't decided That's until good.
0: like Friday night. Glad Harry let them know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and yeah. then uh you know took the drive out there and lo and behold boom uh had a fantastic time everything i could have expected and more
0: okay very good we'll get the f- full recap i guess tomorrow night and you what even is that and some other things yes. and of course we'll talk about pennsylvania tonight david Zier's here with me how are you
4: I'm really great. And I got to say that Rick Delgado did an incredible job on the floor with Ben Berquam all night. I mean, at the Trump rally. Yeah, uh, no, but he was really awesome. And, and, no. and Rick, how great are the people there?
3: The, the, the Rav family is awesome. Yeah. Fr- from family. everybody in the bus to everybody, the production crew to uh, Kate, who was kind of running around with her head cut off, but made sure everything <laughs> flew out. Uh, our, the newest correspondent, Mike Crispy, the uh, guy who ran for office in New Jersey. Yeah. He was great. I mean, everybody. I, ben Berkwam. I should rename him Big Ben Berkwam. He's tall. He's like he's like Damon tall.
4: He's a tall guy in the crowd. Absolutely loves him. Yeah. His border coverage is unparalleled, but he's all over the place. And yeah. uh you know, and he's interacting and very friendly. So we were broadcasting all day, but he couldn't hear me and I couldn't hear him on some of the commentary because, you know, it was loud in there. Yeah, it was loud. They say like probably 130, 150 decibels, like a who concert or a jet engine. It was the loudest rally in two years that I've been to. And I was outside, but it was deafening. We couldn't hear it. Henry. But, um, you know, you guys had great commentary in there. But the people on the ground are so fired up. At this uh, Biden speech, the most divisive speech in the history of this country, and then having to walk back better on it the next day and take (laughs) back what he said, Uh, people were really irritated. I mean,
0: did he take it back or did he kind of say, "Well, I"? He took it back, then doubled down. (laughs) Yeah, then he he doubled down again. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, he said that bag of people aren't a threat to the country, but then he went on again. but uh, the whole thing was that Biden was in Pennsylvania three times this past week. He was in Wilkes-Barre twice. He was in Pittsburgh. And you have stuff, right? 100 people show up. Uh, Trump gets like eight to 10,000 people here. Overflow, amazing, fired up. Trump was awesome. Probably one of the best speeches he's had in a long time. And Oz has a chance. Uh, should, um, The Mastriano has a chance and 7th and 8th congressional district which we can get into later are leaning red and their Democrat seats right now. Pennsylvania is the biggest swing state for this upcoming uh, midterm election.
1: Do you trust? The process there with how much history Um, of of corruption in the election more
4: than the past and i have a lot of data for you later about actions like lancaster getting rid of mail-in ballots as a lawsuit in the high valley to Mm. get rid of mail-in ballot boxes um you know yes so i i do think there's been some change and i think the pennsylvania gop has become a little bit more maga because they were kind of against Trump there for a while. Uh, well, not
0: Mastriano, right? He, and President yeah. Trump made a note of it that night. He said Mastriano was there from the beginning. He was. Yeah. And people latched on. And then you remember the state senator um, who filed that lawsuit that we thought on the— the judge actually said, if you remember, on the merits— that they would probably win if it went to the Supreme Court. There was one judge, and then of course, the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania overturned it the next day and the hearing never happened.
4: Yeah, and they can accept absentee ballots uh, till after they're due still, right? We still have that problem. Um, But I do think that a lot of the polling that's taken place recently has been somewhat accurate susquehanna and trafalgar and stuff trafalgar has Elden only back five now okay it's one of my stories tonight
0: by the way is the trafalgar group uh polling i Um, think
4: historically they've been pretty good and it's in national
0: review are trafalgar's latest polls for real and they make the point of of two races that they uh that they talk about uh one is this girl tiffany smiley up in washington state they show her down by just three points 49 to 46 the five-time incumbent Patty Murray, who, by the way, Patty Murray's been on TV in the last couple of days, CNN specifically, talking about, all well, these lockdowns for kids, you know, she's still not sure that they, that they were a bad idea. Maybe, maybe they do them again. This is Patty Murray, this idiot. Um, so she, they have her only up three. And then the poll that we all care about, at least here, is, of course, the poll of Lee Zeldin being only down um, anywhere between four to six to the communist unelected governor of New York. And I'd let Lee Zeldin host a show from now until the election, if he wanted to, two hours a night, to talk about his platform nonstop in just a rotating circle if I thought it would help him beat her. Um, but are you surprised that they have him only down somewhere between four um, to six?
4: Well, he needs another 8%. In the five boroughs to win the election. He has to get over thirty percent in the five boroughs. It's gonna be very, very hard to do. But Ruben Diaz, Democrat, former Bronx leader, I believe, and Dove Heiken from the Orthodox Jewish community and Zeldin's Jewish. You know, he might get he's getting more democratic support. And a lot of ethnic groups, the Koreans, the Chinese, and downtown, they're not getting into Stuyvesant. in the private schools? They spend the most time with their kids, and there's this like, you know, racial affirmative action going on in the schools, and they're tired of the woke agenda. So, and Dominicans can't operate their business in the Bronx because it's a shooting gallery and squatters are in front of their store. So they're fed up. So the Republicans are getting more support. I don't know if it's enough.
0: Did you see the video out of New York this weekend that looks like um, Grand Theft Auto? Oh, yeah. In real life.
4: Did you see that, Rick? Yeah. Demolition Derby. Yeah.
0: A- a- and Did you it, see it? You know uh, what I'm talking
4: I, about? I, I, I know the story. I, I read it, but I didn't see it, the video. It, it is
0: unbelievable. It looks like a video. It looks like a movie set. Do you have yeah.
4: the
1: video?
0: I don't we know if we clip? have. G, do we have that? Did I send that to you? No, of course not, because I'm an idiot. I'll pull it up on my on computer. Um, it's un, It looks like a movie set.
4: Middle of the day. Yeah.
3: And, and what's crazy right. is it, that. Yeah. You, the day. And, and what's crazy is that you know it was targeted because the guy had a bag of cash in his car, and they did not stop until they stopped him and took that bag of cash. And yeah, it was like it was like a,
0: And they beat him with a pistol. You could hear the guy say he's got a gun, but no no shots go off. But you right. could see him. He, I think he uses it as a weapon to hit the guy.
3: So it was definitely a targeted attack. They knew the guy had money. They knew where he'd be. They knew what car he was driving. They knew everything. And, and, and it was broad daylight.
0: It was absolutely broad daylight. It's, it's unbelievable. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Uh, Slick so Rick, getting back to the Lee Zeldin thing, because you know the politics around here really well. Last three polls before this had him down 20, 14, 12. Now the Trafalgar Group's got him down three, four, maybe six. Um are you more inclined to think he's down twelve to fifteen or three to six?
2: I think he's probably you know maybe a little more than six between six and eight. I think that's where he is. I really do and i and I like I'm glad he's getting that push but I agree with David he's going to have a very tough time in the in the uh, in the city there that's the problem he's got to get the word out well, remember the last
4: poll was 24 down but it was run by the New York Times and it was ah. a month ago <laughs> well Trafalgar
0: so. as they say here in this article, the Trafalgar polls are very large samples over a thousand respondents in each one. Both report a significant Democratic advantage um, in who the poll respondents are, an 11-point edge in Washington and a whopping 26-point edge in New York, 54% Democrats, 28% Republicans, 19% Independents. Typically, if Trafalgar polls, which aim to capture voters who won't participate in other polls, the questionnaire is short with no voter feedback on issues. So, I mean, if you factor that in, I mean, listen, it's a, it, it's a race at least. For Zeldin, don't you think?
4: Yeah, I think all the polls are a little skewed to the left uh, generally. Um, but uh, you know, like the um, Franklin Marshall poll in Pennsylvania had Fetterman up by fourteen. It's just ridiculous, and he's really up probably by two to four. And then he can't speak, and he hasn't debated, so he's probably going to lose.
0: That, that guy, if that guy has anyone, like one person that would vote for him, they need to be, they need to go get checked out. How could he have anybody who wants to vote for him? I mean, that guy's one of the creepiest, scariest people I've ever seen.
4: But remember, he's the swing vote in the Senate. His 35 senators up for election. Kamala acted as president pro tempore four or five times, right, Paul? You know, and, um, you know, if they win the seat, he could be the puppet. Like, Biden's a puppet because he can't speak either. You know, and he'll be the puppet for the Senate. I
1: know, yeah, but I, I mean, well, I've... He's I have, a sock puppet. He's not even a puppet. I mean, he's... <laughs> Obama's got his hand right up his is making him speak.
0: But this guy, Fetterman, wants to let... <laughs> He wants to empty the jails. I mean, I have a lot of friends who vote Democrat. They don't want that. Right. I have a lot of friends in jail. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, but I mean, I just don't know how this guy has any support given what we know of him. I don't know how he
1: has. Why do you have a lot of Democrat friends? Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) No, they don't go
0: to jail. They don't go
4: to jail. They never get prosecuted.
0: (laughs) No, I just, but I mean, it's the same thing I always say, you know, everybody calls me naive. I don't care who you vote for, you gotta have I mean, I mean who wants that? I mean, raise your hand if that's what you want and Let's empty the jails and put them all in your neighborhood
4: Scarier than that, he's the lieutenant governor since 2018 yeah, well, and he's still the acting lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania Better...
0: I mean, he, he, he dresses like he's uh, collecting for a bookmaker
4: Trump he said guy... he wore his dirty sweatsuits and smoked weed in his parents' basement <laughs> as a liberal
0: socialist loser <laughs> I think we have that clip all right live from studio 6b so much to talk about tonight we could probably do four hours so uh just getting started don't give them ideas <laughs> <laughs> crazy town too tonight oh man lots to do good to be back season eight live from studio 6b 7D past the hour, live from Studio 6P on a Tuesday night. Good to be back. David Zier joining us tonight. All kinds of news coming out of Pennsylvania. There's a good article, by the way, about the president's weekend entitled, Trump's Rally in Pennsylvania Was a Mo- Pivotal Moment in History by Susan D. Harris today. Um... And it reminded me of, uh, do you remember when we played about two months ago? Maybe it was even longer than that. The guy, I believe he's the president of the Claremont Institute, and he made that he made that speech about Trump and all the things that really the basically it was like the case for Trump in a world where people are saying, yeah, it's you know we got to move on. He's too much. He's this. He's that. The baggage. This that. If you remember, we played that speech from uh, the gentleman. I believe he's the CEO of the Claremont Institute. About man, it, he just put it together so well, and it kind of reminded me of that when I was reading this article about this Susan Harris, who was at the rally with David zier and the team from Real America's Voice. About you know, it just brings up those fe- It just brings up those feelings about the attachment that you have to President Trump that we all have, and his love for country, and the way that he. You know, when he talks at these rallies and when he talks, and I've said this before, his breadth of knowledge, how he can go in and out of every subject has always been amazing to me. But it always feels like it's citizen to citizen. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's president to citizen. He feels like he's one of us still. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think this article kind of highlights that that feeling of love of country and, and you're listening to somebody who say what you will. He is there fighting for for you, and you believed that for four years, and you believed that it would be again for four more when when he still draws 12, 13, 14,000 people in here. So, I'll get to that in a little bit, but let's do, let's do some news and some sports. We'll start with sports, and here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. What's going on, pal?
2: That reminds me of a post that I saw about two weeks ago. Somebody had posted where President Trump says, they're not coming for me, they're coming from you. I'm just standing in the way.
0: That's, a, yeah, that's exactly I right. I love that line. That's exactly right. Yep, and, love the president. and boy, is that ever been more true than now? Look at what's going on. Right. He
4: said our country is fragile, and he said MAGA is great for our country, just like Bill Clinton said, and he said we have to spend our time saving our country and not on Democrat scams to take me out.
0: Yeah, absolutely true. All, All right, right. Slick so, Rick, uh, sports brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell. By the way, someone else who's under constant, constant attack. Uh, Mike Lindell, mypillow.com, slash LFSXP is the code. What's going on, Slick Rick?
2: All right, Big D. Well, speaking of taking out, let's take you out to the rodeo. We're going to have plenty of rodeo recap. I know everybody's been missing that since last week. So, Ellensburg Rodeo, that's in Ellensburg, Washington, at the Ellensburg Rodeo Arena, appropriately named. And, uh, well, the all-around cowboy, one of the best. Stetson Wright, $12,548 for saddle bronc and bull riding. Big big payouts here. Bareback finals, Rocker Steiner, 89.5 points on Calgary Stampede. Agent Lynx picked up sixteen fifty steer wrestling final. They had a tie. Tanner Bruna and Landris White four point two seconds, nine twenty eight each. Team roping final tie. Clay Smith and Jake Long, along with Paul da- David Tierney and uh, Tanner Braden, and Andrew Ward and Buddy Hawkins. Whoa, three way tie. Six guys, um, five point four seconds. Slick Rick,
0: I got, so do you actually pick out the shirt? <laughs> when, with the with the flower in the jacket, or does somebody help you do it, or do you put that whole thing together?
2: I've been doing this since I'm 16, my man. I've been dressing like this
1: since I'm a kid, and <laughs> you mean, like dressing dressing like a, a Hollywood stilette agent since uh, you're
2: 16. I mean, I'm you, the guy when I go out with my wife. She goes, "What are you wearing?" <laughs> I but mean, I'm just looking that. at it as you're doing like sp- Harvey Weinstein's like <laughs> Oh, don't like, mention like, me with right him. <laughs>
1: right, right here. Oh, I got, like, he, me. his casting couch must look unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Who, Rick? <laughs> yeah, Rick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at it as you're doing sports. Not that I'm, not, I'm paying attention to what you're saying for sports too. Yes. But I'm just looking, going, it looks so good. <laughs> I Thank almost you. can't believe that you put it together, but you do. Yeah, of course. You absolutely.
2: Co- he okay. absolutely. Oh, I got, got some good coordinate. suits coming. To for, for Halloween,
0: I'm gonna be slick rick. Yeah. So am I. Paul, what oh, you are you?
2: Yes, yeah, too? yeah, yeah we all are. All right,
4: David. And, oh. Uh, sure. Okay, let's very go. good. Yep.
2: Oh, and I got the counter outfit I just bought for you guys. If you do that, <laughs> okay. you're gonna it's gonna blow people away. <laughs> you can be Trust okay, me before on that one. All right. Hey, let's go. don't forget, now we gotta continue Continuing with the rodeo. Rodeo continues. Barrel racing, Katie Pasco, 17 point oh four good score good and uh score. steer roping uh second round scott snedeker 9.9 seconds bull riding tristan hutchins 86 points on cory and lang rodeos Peace out. And total payoff on this photo, $369,903. Big rodeo. And just one more quick one, Big D. AP Top 25 poll. Georgia, the dogs, jumps Ohio State. Florida makes huge splash in college football rankings. That was a good game, that Florida game. I watched that on Saturday night. David Cobb and uh, Shannon Jariah of CBS Sports. Reigning national champion, Georgia was rewarded for an impressive week one performance by getting a promotion to number two in the AP 25 poll released earlier today. The Bulldogs were number three in the preseason rankings. Crush. Oregon 49-3. to I mean, who saw that coming? And swapped spots with Ohio State as the Buckeyes dropped a spot after beating Notre Dame 21-10. to You saw that big day? You had that one? That was a good one. The Fighting Irish dropped only three spots at number eight after putting up an impressive fight against the Buckeyes in Coach Marcus Freeman's debut. It was a good game. The Ducks, meanwhile, plummeted out of the poll after their dud performance against the Bulldogs under first-year coach Dan Lenning. Uh, so far, they're not all that quacked up to beat the Ducks, that's for <laughs> sure. And Florida was one of the big winners in the new poll after being Beginning the season, unranked <laughs> oh, and uh, <laughs> receiving only 14 points in the preseason bowl. The Gators surged to the number 12 slot following their thrilling 29-26 win over number seven, Utah, in Coach Billy Napier's debut. So, good football over the weekend. Alabama, everybody's favorite, is still number one. But I tell you, those dogs, look out. They're coming hard. So, yeah. anyway, that's a wrap in sports. Big D. All
0: right. Very good, Slick Rick. Well, um, while well, we're getting back into oddsmakers territory here, NFL yes. this week. Yes. So on Friday, we will have the first new version for this season of the Oddsmakers. Oh, Thursday night, yeah, we can Thursday pick the night, game. Man. we open
2: it up Thursday night.
0: Well, Thursday night, yeah, we have one game, and then Friday, we have to pick the Pictures. <laughs> 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 okay, very, very good. There that's you go. The big, so.
2: That's the face I make when I say something I know I'm going to get uh, trouble for. That's, oh. where star-
0: that's where we're starting from, so I got some work to do. So. <laughs> well,
2: you look like Barnaby from Watching the Wooden Soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <we did> that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, God. All right, let's do some uh, Sports as well. To you by my pillow news is brought to you by seven cells seven cells.com well i mean there's a lot a lot of a lot of cases going on because i'm getting a lot of messages about what was that place you said again um seven cells spelled out seven not the number seven cells.com lfs6p at checkout gets you 10 percent off early treatment packs probably where you want to be my sister has it now my dad just got over it um there's a lot of it out there so uh yeah, brace what's going
1: on for another lockdown when the uh, midterms come around they can what's their mail answer you know
0: i would say um i would say say there's no way they could they got to be read the room better but honestly you could be right paul i mean i i don't know like this fetterman guy i watched these guys talk i listened to patty murray and i'm just thinking to myself have they been living in an alternate universe for two do they know we're all still here we have video we can go back like what are they what oh that doesn't matter oh my no, no but i mean i don't know it wouldn't surprise me. That's the scary part. It would not. Su- Patty Murray, oh, maybe we should lock the kids back out of school.
4: Really? Well, some good news is there was only 25,000 cases today. Oh, that's 85,000 last week. That's today. good. And uh, one, two people per state have died, you know, and if they really had only COVID. Um, <laughs> and and yesterday it was very low, like 100 <laughs> people.
0: So, Well, at least we all have two arms, because as you know, <laughs> God gave us two arms because one for the COVID shot. One for the flu shot. Mm. Yeah, that's that... a, that's <laughs> according to Dr. Jaha today. Yeah, oh, oh, Not hard again. Oh, and
1: okay. the good news, though, in Chicago, the police are very proud of the weekend. They had only 55 shot and 11 killed over the Labor Day weekend. Uh, the police chief was bragging that the uh, numbers are going down. So at least we have that. They yeah.
0: need to. Uh, they need to call the guy in Houston. Remember that police chief? He just had a much chill out. <laughs> he had much better. <laughs> he he had a much chill. better plan. Everybody chill. Everybody chill. Yeah. Everybody, all the criminals go home and chill. Yeah, take
1: a weekend off from from criminal and then
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I sent It's you all ball video. bearings <laughs> these days. Well, <laughs> it's so Val. Ref- <laughs> really, I need a refresher course.
1: <laughs> I sent you that clip of the Grand Theft Auto thing. Good lord. I
0: have it. Yeah, I have it. We'll, we'll Good play. lord. We'll play it when we get back, and we'll do news. David Zero will have some information on Pennsylvania. It's going to be the race probably to watch, uh, along with, obviously, Herschel Walker's race, Oz's race, um, the one up in Ohio with J.D. Vance, all these races. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Lake, of course, for governor. Speaking of governors, man, DeSantis dropped an ad today that's just fantastic. Check
4: that out. And they're right. trying to get rid of, ba- of uh, Palin. More to do. We're back after this.
0: Live from Studio Six B, thirty minutes past the hour. Good to be back. See the rap chats fired up. Good to see everybody in there as always. David Ziers joining us tonight. Good information on. Uh, we're really the weekend, and it ties into kind of Pennsylvania overall. It's going to be a huge, obviously a huge race for Senate there in Pennsylvania, along with obviously in Georgia, Ohio. Uh, just huge races across the country, as David said. Going to break Carrie Lake out in Arizona. Boy, she had a fire take the other day. Was it you, Paul, who sent yeah. me
1: that? She's just great.
0: Well, I told you, if I was an Arizona voter and when I saw the CNN interaction, that would be enough for me to vote for her <laughs> just then. Oh, is it going to be on CNN Plus? Oh, no, that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, you got my vote right there because yeah. that was smoke and fire. And she did it again. Somebody asked her about contesting the election or, you know, questioning the 2020 election. And, and her response was just, men. You couldn't have scripted a response any better than she gave. She's just
1: so crisp, clear, and articulate. She's n- she never misses a beat. She never stutters. She's right on point too. She ca- she crystallizes the moment in the least amount of syllables needed to reduce you to rubble. She's been great.
4: You know, two three decades of
1: broadcasting.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, she is, and that really a good was the word. point she made, is a good right? Word. Yeah,
1: that was the point she made. She said, "I've been in broadcasting for a long time. I've been in, you know, news for a long time. And you call yourself a journalist? Do you remember in 2016 how Hillary wouldn't shut up about the about the election fraud? Uh-oh. And what Her, po-
0: Hillary, everybody,
1: right. all of them. I don't remember anybody calling them a threat to the democracy." Which is, by the way, unto itself. When you go back and look at some of the history books that you should be reading, stuff that was before was propagandized, The word democracy was like the equivalent of the word anarchy or 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 lunacy back then to our founding fathers. When they said, you know, this is a threat, that now they say it's a threat to the democracy. It, that term was was such a horrible word for the founding fathers. And they use it now as if it's like this good word. And, and the truth, stop saying it. We are a republic for a reason. The mob does not rule. Individual liberty rules. So, you know, you hear these people, the, the, the nonsense we hear. They just keep changing the language, and, and, they, and they, keep, you know, they keep changing the rules. So I just figured I'd throw that out there.
0: All right, that's, uh, and right. You're absolutely right, by the way. Would they Intentionally not a democracy. Um, if we are a representative republic, which, um, well, there's not much of the representative part going on. Um, in the House or any place else right now, especially we talk about these bills that get passed in the middle of the night. You never see them. You have no contact with your representative. So it's, there's not a lot of representative going on. Um, and Chip Roy, to that point, has a great piece today Not one additional penny for federal tyranny, which we always talk about on this show. And what have I always said? Mitch McConnell gets his ass kicked all around every time it comes up with, with the budget or the debt ceiling or anything where the purse strings here in Congress. He never. He'll never hold it hostage against against democratic tyranny. He never will. He he loses every single time. They give up everything and they right get oh. nothing in return. Run out. Right so, uh, we'll get to Chip Roy's piece if we have time as well. But let's do some news. Good lead into news, Paul Nolan. What's going on? Well,
1: um, this is from Fox News, uh, but it's been everywhere. U.S. military flies two nuclear capable B-52 strata fortresses over the Middle East. Um, they uh. Uh, The the fourth bomber task force, the BTF mission so far this year, comes amid the increased tensions with Iran, which attempted to seize multiple U.S. sea drones that were operating in international waters last week. During the Sunday mission, the B-52 long-distance bombers took off from England and flew over the eastern Mediterranean, Arabian Peninsula, and Red Sea. Um, The saber-rattling here is obviously very scary when you think about how much tension around the world, but... um, was it uh the threats to the US and our partners will not go unanswered was from uh Lieutenant uh General uh Alexis uh Greenwich, is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, he's the ninth Air Force commander. And uh he he had said that uh this bomber task force is a strong, clear representation of enduring U. S. commitment to the region. So um this obviously will escalate as 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 we know it will. I mean we know we you know, this is kinda of scary times as Then uh, Russia and Putin puts nuclear deterrent forces on high alert, raising tensions further. This is from uh, Reuters. Uh, president uh, Vladimir Putin has put Russia's nuclear deterrent forces on high alert amid escalating tensions with the West over its unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. Speaking at a meeting with senior officials, Putin said on February 27th that leading NATO powers had made aggressive statements along with Western countries imposing cripple crippling financial sanctions against Russia, including the president himself. Putin ordered Russia's defense minister. And chief of the military general staff to put nuclear deterrent forces in special regime of combat duty, meaning the country's nuclear weapons would be in an increased state of readiness to launch. The order immediately raised concerns that the tensions with the West could lead to the use of nuclear weapons. Uh, White House Press Secretary. but what, uh, what's the name? Um,
0: Jean um, Carrier. Yeah.
1: So whatever. So this stuff. This is. You know, this was an old. I was, this was an old story, but I was just trying to connect the two. And then I wanted to add in that there was one more story that was all connected to me. Um, with uh, Ben Stiller and Sean Penn uh, okay. being sanctioned by Russia now, too. The Kremlin snacked back at actors Ben Stiller and Sean Penn, which I find completely amusing, banning the vocal critics of Russia and their war in the Ukraine from entering along with 23 other mm. um, in the uh, latest superpower sanction squabble since the war began in February. So I just kind of wanted to lob that out there. I know we have a lot to get to. Yeah, so I just wanted it. to connect, like, there's been a lot of nuclear talk. Really, uh, since January of last year, I had like four or five stories connected to all nuclear yeah. threats and saber rattling. But, you know, with David, I want to get to David's stuff. So I want
4: to no, no Russia built Iran's nuclear program. So <laughs> no. the whole thing's a joke. Well, we, <laughs> I funny. mean, the, the idea that the <laughs> I, administration I that and maybe
0: the maybe the colonel or whoever you reference in there, maybe his position is that we're going to stand up. But we don't think the Biden's administration position is anything. I mean, they're. They want to negotiate with Iran. They want a new deal. They want to hand them a, a nuclear weapon on the end of an ICBM missile. They don't care that they threaten the lives of Mike Pompeo and John Bolton. They they don't care. Have they said anything about that? We've heard no firm pushback from the mm-hmm. White House uh, on Iran. Well... We've heard, I mean, what is the Biden's White House position on Iran? Is it still, I mean, who even knows? They're, I don't well, they're, still they know. beg,
3: they're still trying to beg them to come back and yeah. uh, sign any deal, sign any deal. And yeah. I think it's because they've got something to hide. Maybe, uh, Maybe there is some stuff they don't want Iran to talk about, and they're willing to give them anything to make sure that information doesn't come out.
1: You know, I don't know if you guys saw this also in, in the nuclear field. I wanted to keep it all in the same vein. Inspectors from the U.N.'s nuclear watchdog said Tuesday that it's gravely concerned about shelling at Ukraine's largest nuclear power plant and called for security protection zone to be established immediately at the Russian-occupied facility. So there's just been a lot of, uh, just, just so many um, stories of... Uh, you know, uh, there's just so much stories about nuclear problems with plants and power plants and and flying, you know, just so much fear being mongered about nuclear. So I just figured I would uh, kind of lead into it. And, yeah. you know, because I was going to talk about why don't we have nuclear power plants and we could see the propaganda saying, well, nuclear will kill us all. So.
0: All right, uh, very good. We'll do some more news, upon a little bit. So let's get to Pennsylvania a little bit here. We have a couple minutes left. And Susan Harris, an American thinker today, said Trump's rally in Pennsylvania was a pivotal moment in history. She says, most of President Trump's supporters, including myself, agree that the raid on Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was the worst attack on this republic in modern history, <clears throat> period. That is one reason that I joined thousands of like-minded people in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania this past Saturday to show support for the man who has been unrelentingly demonized by the left that it has begun to feel like an attack on every single one of us. President Biden's speech last Thursday night only validated that feeling. Stalwart supporters came not only from around the Commonwealth, but from across the country. It was exactly because of current events that so many of us felt overwhelmingly drawn to Wilkes-Barre this past weekend. And I soon realized that it would be one of the greatest, most meaningful experiences of my life. It was like a family reunion with 12,000 strangers. We were there to merge our shared past, to bear our current struggles, and to advocate for a leader who was the loudest and clearest voice defending our hopes for the future. Quote, these are the people they are mocking, I thought to myself. Good, hardworking people who would give the shirt off their backs or risk their own lives to pull you out of a burning car. Yet they're hated because they won't apologize for adhering to the social norms that have held the fabric of our country together. These are the folks that have maintained the permanent things, quote-unquote, against all odds. Many of them might not know Russell Kirk from Russell Brand, but that's okay. If there's one thing in a lifetime of reading that has taught me, it is that a great many fancy works are wasted trying to describe a way of life that uh, that can simply be lived and innately felt. So many of them readily talked of such favorite sources of information as the American Thinker, the Federalist, the Gateway Pundit, and others. There was an old man who sat next to me who said he only knew of conservative website The Federalist and no others because he had spent his life as a registered independent who voted Democrat until President Trump came along. I'm still learning, he said. A quiet man with gray hair who had driven alone, he too had felt overwhelmingly drawn to Wilkesbury this weekend. Still bearing the Puerto Rican accent he came here with decades ago, he read medical protocols on his tablet as he waited for President Trump to speak. The doctor from New Jersey was here for his second Trump rally, and he believed that it was an important one, he said. He said, I'm here because I want him to run. I believe he's going to do even better his second time around. Now he's experienced, more polished. All the things that came against him will be harder to make a dent in him this time. When Trump came out on stage, the tablet went down, the man's face lit up as he listened at attention for nearly two hours. At one point, he leaned over and whispered, if you haven't already, you must read Molly Hemingway's book. These are the people I met all weekend long. I was struck by the fact that with everything they've already launched against President Trump, including the uh, violation of raiding his home, and still anticipating the medieval siege weapons they have yet to drag through the moat in hot pursuit of Trump, he could still take to the stage as focused, motivated, and inspiring as he was. While the raid on Marlaga was unprecedented, Trump's bold response in Wilkesbury this past weekend was also a pivotal moment, if you ask me. Maybe it's because now more than ever, it's clear to him and to all of us that he is fighting to protect every one of our own little mar-a-lagos i thought that was a good representation of what uh, what the weekend was cut eight g roll that
3: in conclusion our maga movement make america great again is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country Together, we are standing up against some of the most menacing forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen. Despite great outside dangers, our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people from within our own country. But no matter how big or powerful the corrupt, radical left Democrats are, and they are corrupt and they are powerful, we have to make them much less powerful. We will never allow anyone to forget that this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you.
2: this is your home this is your heritage and our american liberty is your god-given right
0: i mean
1: do you guys think that he should be calling out the globalists the party of davos do you believe he should be calling out well, he is a little
4: i haven't heard him
1: actually say well, that he, so that he,
4: he said he warned merkel about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and russia would hold all of europe they hostage. laughed
1: at him and they laughed yeah. at him yep. get, right and, and, and you saw like all the pipelines are being shut. The ones, the pipelines that go to, uh, I forgot the name of the ones that go to, to London, England, the ones yeah. that go to Scotland. I mean, they have pipelines everywhere that are being shut everywhere. I mean, this is all just about, to me, it's just another example of control the commodities, control the people with fear.
0: All right, well, we'll get a uh, response to that clip and to that article about the weekend when we get back live from Studio 6B. <laughs> Hour live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's doing some news. Rick Amarati's got sports. Delgado's here. Geo Fran holding it down as always. Good to have some time off, but it's great to be back. Get her chats fired up as always. David Zier's joining us tonight because David was at the rally along with Rick Delgado this past weekend. And you just heard um, uh, the take on uh, from what was her name? Susan Harris, David Zier. So tell me a little bit about what you think, what you saw, what you're feeling about <clears throat> Pennsylvania right
4: now. Well, uh, Rick Delgado uh, will probably attest that the people on the ground there are wonderful people. Uh, Wilkes-Barre and Scranton have these incredible histories. It's part of the Wyoming Valley, the largest anthracite coal mine there, which is the most carbon-filled coal, was there for about 100 years. Uh, They lost jobs when it ended in the 50s. But Scranton and Wilkes-Barre, they made all the camouflage netting for World War II, the tarpaulins, the parachutes from the Nottingham lace factories, HBOs from Wilkes-Barre, the Dundon Miffler paper companies there, which is still there from the office. You can go on tours. It's actually pretty funny. But um, they got this incredible history there. You know, um, They not only provided hundreds of thousands of jobs, uh, but Scranton itself was the electric city. And the electric city made the first streetcars in the United States. They made all of the uh, steam trains, and it was such an essential part of our manufacturing history. Both Scranton and Wilkes-Barre have half of their populations from just ten years ago. There, the average income for an individual in Wilkes-Barre is only eighteen thousand dollars. It's thirty-four thousand or something nationwide. Median income is like forty, forty-two, forty-three thousand nationwide. It's about seventy to seventy-five. Um, It's a great place to retire, considered one of the 21 to 25 top places to retire. But this trend goes all the way down, going south into the Lehigh Valley and to Allentown. Major crime in Allentown. Scranton, six times more likely to be a victim of violent crime right now. Democratic mayors in every one of these cities. Biden's from Scranton. What has he done for the people? What has he done for the people? You go down to Delaware County. There's claims of election fraud. Lehigh Valley. They've taken measures, and we can get into that later. Um, but the point is, is that you've got these three races, four races in, in Pennsylvania, which are, you know, Shapiro may lose. But the governor Tom Wolf put this proposal that he wants to give the Democrat wants to give every citizen of Pennsylvania who makes under eighty thousand dollars, two hundred and fifty uh two thousand dollars a pop and two hundred and fifty thousand people qualify trying to buy the election from the people in Pennsylvania. Thank God lower and upper houses in Pennsylvania are Republican. And the point is is that Shapiro's only three points ahead in the major polls. I think there's an opportunity for Mastriano to win. A lot of people like him and respect him on the ground because he's well-spoken and he fires him up. Oz doesn't fire people up that much in Pennsylvania, but I think Oz is gonna win because Fetterman can't debate. And Oz has been trying to make it easy for him to participate in the debates, but Oz is gonna sink a lot of money into this next two months. By the time it goes around, 18,000 in individual incomes, gas is still at $4 a gallon. You go another two months as a private contractor in Pennsylvania and you're gonna be really PO'd in November. I think a red wave is coming. And just one last thing about it is that the se- the seventh, um, the the seventh and eighth districts are vulnerable in Pennsylvania. Matt Cartwright's been there since twenty thirteen, and Joe Bognet. I interviewed him the other day. Really solid guy he was he only lost by three and a half points to matt caught right in 2020 but now he's one point ahead in the polls you go one district over and you've got shella versus susan wyld now she's got two million dollars more money but shell is polling one point ahead 34 seats up in the united states in the house of representatives and um <clears throat> you know two of them are in pennsylvania um, that where they can go red this is going to be an historic election in pennsylvania the people on the ground are mad they're fired up and they need to change their system they have twice the unemployment rate in wilkes barre and scranton at 6.9 percent than the rest of the united states so this is, has to change people are hoping that change and this may be the year where there can be some hope for them mm. that's it
0: wow Stuff, Interesting stuff, and the Fetterman thing again, I, maybe I'm just breaking it down to be too simplistic, but even, don't you have a story on Fetterman? Well, I, just,
1: I was just going to bring it up I mean, the clips, he, he, you know, this is from Gateway Pundit, um John Fetterman, Pennsylvania's uh, current lieutenant governor, who's uh, now a Democrat nominee for the U.S. Senate, is one of the most radical Democrats in the Senate race. And then it just goes on to talk about his quotes. But you have some of his quotes in this clip. I mean, he really looks like a derelict.
0: I mean, here he is. I believe I believe this is from today because at the presidential seat or whenever Biden was there recently, maybe yesterday. I mean, just listen to this. Please understand the stakes
5: in this race. Send me to Washington, D.C. to send, so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the
0: Union way of life in Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. <laughs> That's a And boy. when I leave tonight, I got three miles away, Dr. Oz in his huh? mansion in New Jersey. You've got on. a friend, and you have Ankle. an ally.
4: Send me to Washington D.C. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stewart. Wow. I
1: mean, he really, he really I mean, does. He really, he really looks like a bookie or a drug dealer. I yeah.
4: mean, right?
0: He, he's the oh, guy. He's the
1: guy who at OTB asks you to borrow a buck. <laughs> yeah. When, uh, you got a light?
0: <laughs> when I walked into Seven Eleven, he was at the counter scratching the tickets that he just bought. <laughs> like like you know, he just scratches them right it. there to see if it was a winner, and then hands them back in for another yeah. one.
4: I mean, he, he proclaimed that he has uh, auditory and dictation problems from his stroke, you know, and uh, he okay. should drop out.
0: I mean, again, we've talked about health of people. When, when President Trump walked down the thing the wrong way, they, oh, look at this guy. When he drank water with two cups, co- oh, look at this guy. We need a full evaluation here. And then Katie McEnany <laughs> used to come under fire. And I mean, every question was about it. This guy can't even talk, can't link a subject and a predicate together. And there's no, oh, it's fine. He doesn't want to debate. Okay, no, no problem. Dresses like a homeless guy in New York No, no problem. Somebody in the
1: the Rav chat uh, said he looks like a slea stack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Remember that from uh, Land at a Lost? Land at a Lost. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, just unbelievable. What a goof. Alright, that's great stuff, David Zier. Uh, let's do some sports before we wrap it up. Hour one, man. This was quick.
2: Um, Slick so Rick, what's going on? Our big D. Branson, back to Pittsburgh. Let's hope for an immaculate election this year, but Steelers retiring Franco Harris number to mark 50th anniversary of immaculate reception. This is from Adam Gretz of Yardbarker. The 2022 season will mark the 50th anniversary of Franco Harris's immaculate reception against the Oakland Raiders, one of the most iconic plays in both Pittsburgh Steelers and league history. To mark the occasion, the Steelers announced on to Tuesday. Tuesday that the team will officially be retiring. Harris is number 32. At halftime of their December 24th game against the Raiders. And uh, that game will be played just one day after the official 50th anniversary of the play. Playoffs used to start a little bit earlier back in the day. The play gave the Steelers their first ever postseason win after 40 years of futility and helped jumpstart their 1970s dynasty. And well, what a dynasty that was. That would see them go to, on to win four Super Bowls in uh, in the decade and become one of the NFL's all-time great teams. Official retiring the number is a significant moment for the Steelers because it's not something that they typically do prior to Harris, the only officially retired numbers in franchise history are Ernie Stautner's number 70. He was the next Cowboy line coach, too. And Joe Green's number 75. Even Green's honor was recent within the past few years. The team uh, just had a lengthy list of numbers. Harris is 32, Bradshaw's 12, and Mike Webster's 52, along with Jack Lambert's 58 and uh, Jack Cameron's 59 that they simply have never given out for another player to wear. So they'll be talking about that come uh, December 24th against the Raiders, and I thought that was a good little story to tie in. I'll get real quick Big D. Let me jump into the rodeo. We had a rodeo over the weekend. Magic Valley Stampede. I'll just get a couple of scores in. Great state of Idaho. Filer, Idaho. The S-House Arena or the Shouse Arena. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Forgive me. All around Cowboy. Stetson Wright. Man, that guy gets around $5,544. <laughs> this rodeo wrapped on Saturday. Bareback. We had Tilden Cooper. 89 points on Sankey Pro Rodeos. Phenom Genetics. Bronc Riding Nation. thirty-seven seventy-two. Steer Wrestling. Trell Etbauer. 3.2 seconds. Team Roping. Tanner Tomlinson. And Patrick Smith, four seconds flat. Saddle Bronk, Leighton Green, 90 points on Sankey Pro Radio's Phenom Genetics Black Tie, 3800. Tie down, Riley Mason Webb, seven and a half seconds. And last but not least, Barrel Racing, Maliato, 17.9 tenths of a second. That's good. It's a wrap in sports, Big D. Back to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if it's That's good. a good time. Wow.
2: <laughs> I say that for every Barrel race. <laughs>
0: That was hey, barrel racing. It used to be
4: like 18. Patriot Mermaid said uh, Fetterman looks like Uncle Fester. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, live from Studio 6P, a quick hour, one, hour, two, coming back. Crazy Town coming up. Live from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Tuesday night. Good to be back. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati's got sports. friend holding it down. As always, David Zier joined us in the first hour. Always good to have him in. Some good information on Pennsylvania. I mean, Pennsylvania race is going to be, all these races are going to be vital. And um, it doesn't matter at this point whether we think uh, Oz should have been the guy or, or, or anyone else for that matter. He is the guy at this point, and it's him and, or Fetterman. Good and, God. And I don't know how anybody votes for Fetterman on either side of the aisle, but obviously I guess, uh, I guess there will be people who vote for him. And yeah. um, I can't believe
3: it's Oz and Fetterman. Yeah, but you, you know what, though? Uh, I got to give it to Oz. He spoke on Saturday. He did a great job.
0: Well, that's he was, great. At least people know he's alive because he, he you wouldn't w- know by, what the campaign's doing.
3: He was engaged. The crowd loved him. He was. He was funny. He was. Uh, I, I think he's turning a corner, so to speak. You I think, think he's gonna. I think he's gonna start to show a little bit more. Uh, you know. You don't think he's just putting more. on an act to
1: get his vote, and then just end up being right in the boys' club? You really think he's going to serve? I have no the people? idea, man. Right.
3: But, but like Damon said, hey, he's he's the guy. You're right. So you got to support him. I don't disagree
1: with that. But you I know, it's d- either th- him
3: or the communist.
1: Yeah. Well, look, it's, look. All I'm saying is, ugh. right,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. But he's the he's the, uh, he's the
0: uh, <laughs> we're stuck with at this point in Pennsylvania. Right. So it doesn't matter whether you think he's the guy or not. Uh, I mean, people, <sighs> people. Right after he won. He took Trump off his Twitter, he took Trump pictures, I mean, you know, it was and he was like, no one even knew if he was still running, so now at least is showing some signs of life I don't know who's running this campaign but I mean, at least they're finally starting to use this, I've offered debates with the guy five times he won't debate, people are asking yeah. him out there now he's got people at least out there asking him why won't you debate him, so he's got at least that working for him, but I mean, I would think he's got to get a little, there's a video out there today Now, why isn't he, maybe he is, I mean, I'm not following every move of Dr. Oz, but there's video of Fetterman's, I guess it's Fetterman's people driving around stealing signs out of, in broad daylight, stealing Oz signs off of people's lawns. So like, I mean, maybe like, like David said, he's going to spend a lot of money here in the last 70 days or whatever it is, 60 days, whatever it is, but he's, you got to get some, you got to get some advertising uh, and ads out there, like what the governor of Florida dropped today. I mean, just just a fire ad. Remember Kim Klasik when she was running that ad she dropped of her walking through Baltimore, whatever it was? Yep. And those are the things that stick with people. But, I mean, DeSantis's ad today is a lesson for anyone wanting to do a campaign ad. And that's how you do it. So, uh, all right, lots to do in hour two. And um, I feel like we talked about this, but there's, there was kind of, I feel like people today who saw this in the um, in the Trump, the judge allowing the special master to review these Trump records. Uh, judge, I believe her name is Cannon, Judge Eileen Cannon, U, uh, U.S. District Judge from the Southern District of New York. She ordered that a special master be appointed to review the seized property. Well, so in her in her order. There's a reference to the fact that the current sitting president is the one who ordered, the word she used, ordered something about May 12th, the current president, um, like, I'll read it to you specifically. Providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. And people's today response was, seemingly like they had never heard this well john solomon broke this on our show you remember when john came on last time he was on he actually broke this story as the white house has been telling us was telling us all along oh we're at an arm's length we don't even know the attorney general speaking today we have no idea what he's going to say he talks in 45 minutes then he's late and everybody on on cable news is going oh well maybe uh they're talking to the white house and briefing them on what they're going to say and Jean-Pierre is, is keeps saying, well, we've got this arm's length to what's going on. No one ever believed any of that. Of course, so when this comes out, we all go, okay, well, yeah. Clearly, this has been run from the White House. So I felt like people saw this today as new news, and it didn't seem to me like it was new news. John broke this, uh, I felt like, a couple weeks ago when he was on the show. And I feel like it's been written about and talked about, but again, maybe because this judge in this new order had this line in there on page two and page three, she cites a quote from the DOJ's own legal filing dated May 10th that Joe Biden ordered the National Archives and Record Administration to provide access to the FBI to review the Trump records. And she wrote, on May 10, 2022, the National Archives informed the plaintiff that it would proceed with providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president beginning as early as Thursday, May 12th. So there's an article today about this, um, especially given Biden's speech the Kylo Ren Star Wars back to the future speech there with the red uh, whatever and the two Marines, which, by the way, I remember when Trump used the, I don't know, was the army band or some, he used some army band or the Navy band That's something he was doing and all the Democrats, oh, he's using the military as props. And here's Biden the other night with these two, um, I guess Marines behind him. I mean, everybody's fine with it. Media haven't heard much about it.
1: With the black and red canopy of hate Mm -hmm. and division. It's like he was trolling America. And the whole thing was about how you, MAGA, Republicans, who you're evil and you're a threat to democracy. Hmm. So we just saw our president... Trump's house get raided by the FBI. Can somebody count up how many riots there have been from the MAGA <laughs> Republic? How Zero. many cops were killed? Um, none. That's right, none. How about how many uh, courthouses were burnt to the ground? Hmm. Didn't we see all that from uh, the left in the summer of love? Swaths of land being taken over. Police stations burnt to the ground. cars flipped. Riots. Cops killed. 30 cops, right? that, wait, MAGA, the people who just want to be left alone, the people who don't want globalism, they don't want giant corporations making every decision for how they live their lives, they don't want to be told they have to take a drug, that they have no idea the side of it. That's the threat to democracy? (laughs) I'm just sorry, I was a little confused. I needed to verbalize that one.
0: If you um, took that speech, and they they have that iconic now picture, I, I think it will go down, not in a good way of him with his fists together, and it looks like he's yelling, which is all he really does anymore is just yell and scream. or we'll whisper. Um, if you took out his audio and you overdubbed, like, um, Castro or um, Lenin or Mussolini or somebody over it, you, you wouldn't think twice about it. Because that's about what it was similar to. If we saw that on, you know, if you were traveling abroad back in the, uh, and you saw that at speech on TV with this guy, you wouldn't, you would think that came from... The old Soviet Union or some place? You could
3: say Germany. You could say Nazi Germany, yeah. That too? He's just missing the little mustache.
0: I mean, it's just... Because
3: he can't grow facial hair. But he's got long white hair on his
1: legs. On his ears.
0: Brian Lilly um, in the Toronto Sun had a great piece on that speech. One of the better reviews I I saw of it, I think I shared it, entitled, Biden's speech for the quote-unquote, of the nation, was America at its worst. And I think that's right on the money. Um, But but getting back to where I started with this, um, of course, in the fact that it was in front of Independence Hall in Philadelphia, it's just, as he sits there and he tries to quote, he says something, at some point he says something about we the people. And I'm thinking to myself, the last thing you even, you and your party think about is we the people. We the people? I mean,
1: he's the one who said that...
0: We the government, that's all you think about.
1: MAGA doesn't respect the Constitution. Is he the guy trying to take the Second Amendment? Is he the guy who completely champions the, the squashing of free speech? Or the right to assemble for that matter?
0: How about socialized everything? How about groupthink everything? We the people. And he doesn't even get it right. He's like, well, I declare, well something starts with we you the know people. the thing? Well, yeah, yes. <laughs> whatever the hell he tries to say. I'm thinking to myself, we the people, that that's about the farthest thing from your party Mm -hmm. possible is the idea of individual liberty or we the people or anything. I mean, anything.
3: Yeah, but those are the only three words he can still remember.
0: You want socialize this, group think that, bigger government this. You want the government and everything, what you can wear, what you can drive, what you can use, what you can build with, what you can't build with. We the people. I mean...
1: He must was just saying, you the minions. He's, he's a clown. I mean, it's Yeah, chill. we
0: the government. How about that? I mean, we the government <laughs> want to take we over the, everything.
1: We the oligarchs.
0: Yeah, o- ultimate power over your life. You minions. You'll get nothing and like it. You'll eat bugs and be happy. Yeah. And we're the threats to the republic. So uh, a couple of things on this. Cut five. Um, cut four, G. Let's start with that. Cut four. Roll well, that.
5: The biggest contrast from what MAGA Republicans, the extreme right, the, 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 the Trumpies, they want See to go to, con- these ahead. MAGA Republicans in Congress are coming for your Social Security as well. Now, you, Chris, by oh. the way, as I said, you might think I'm making this, some of this stuff up, it's so outrageous, but here's the deal, guys. The Republicans, read the Republican campaign plan, the Senate campaign they put out this year. Go online and read it. Senator Rick Scott of Florida heads that campaign committee. It's all in black and white, I'm not making it up, you can go online and it's
1: read it.
5: They want to require Congress to vote on the future of Social Security, Medicare and Medicaid Every five years.
0: Okay, gee, that's enough of this. Nice so,
1: but you see what he's doing here, guys. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> see how he's creating now a division yep. in the in the Republican Party where he's saying, "You can be a Republican. I work with them," and which he doesn't. And he and he puts it where he pins it against the MAGA Republicans. Versus Republicans, so he's doing like they're doing the divide and conquer within the Republican Party. You just got to reject this nonsense.
3: Well, this well, is that, that's what all Marxists do. They have yeah, to. They have exact, to But now he's them.
1: doing it within this party. You know, right. now that's the new. This will be the new thing that they'll run to give people who finally have to give up. On Trump because they're so confused by all the propaganda now with the the raid and the nuclear weapons and the tax returns and and then January 6th and then the relentless assault. They'll give those it's their way of trying to uh, like get anybody who's on the fence.
0: It's a dehumanization of half the country is what it is. Right. Yeah. It's the dehumanization of half the country.
1: Just like Hochul in New York, the 5.4 million Republicans in New York should just leave and go get on a bus to Florida.
0: That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, get on a bus, right? It's the same playbook. Is that your way of saying they can't afford a car? Is that your way of, uh, you know, belittling them because they don't have, they don't sit in their ivory tower like you?
0: It's the same exact playbook. All right, more news and sports. Crazy Town coming up. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. talk about Birch Gold. You know, big CPI data coming out a week from today, 13th. Is that a week from today? Yes. Uh, We'll get the next CPI reading. Last one came down a little bit. Market liked it. We'll see what this one does. It's amazing. People are all over the fence on where inflation is. It's going to go back up. It's running hot still, sticky in rents and housing. And and others say, well, look at energy's come way down. Things have come way down. Things have... 40% of the makeup of the CPI has come way down and the numbers have got to crash fast. Of course, even if they get back to four, we're at eight and a half now. Even if we get back to four, it's still double what the Fed wants. So that's no time to celebrate. It's going to be around for a while. As we told you, we told you before anyone else talked about inflation, once it's out of the bottle, it is extremely hard to get back in. And you've got to consider your financial alternatives during times like these stagflation is here what do you do well one of the options to consider if you have savings which less and less of you do nowadays more credit card debt less savings but if you do one of the ways to protect it is physical gold and silver and of course the folks to talk to there are our friends at birch gold group birch gold experts in precious metals and a plus rating with the better business bureau thousands of satisfied customers most importantly They'll give you options. You can can, uh, buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. So here's how you get started. Text the word America. Send it to 989898 right now from your mobile device. And get your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group with absolutely no obligation. They'll send you, well, I hear it's a beautiful information kit. Text America right now to 989898. It'll tell you all your options of what you can do. Um, you know, hard assets is a good, good hedge against inflation. They've made it super easy here. Text America to 989898 right now. And let our friends at Birch Gold Group show you how owning gold and silver could help protect uh, your savings. 19 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Let's do a little sports. Sponsored by our friend Mike Lindell. I heard from the MyPillow team this morning, as I do most Mondays. Um... You know the big box retailers are still after Lindell. I mean, they had a big attack, I think, on their servers. And he was saying, and just so any support you can give Lindell, of course, it's um, always appreciated by us. It's a great way to support the show as well. Anything you buy at My Pillow, use our code LFS6B for anywhere between ten to sixty percent off most items. Uh, LFS6B at checkout. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. They sponsor sports. And here with that is Slick
2: Rick. What's going on, Slick Rick? I'm still waiting for those purple slippers from Mike. Hopefully he gets my order. But uh, I got to step up my game on college football. i getting a lot of uh, geats in the get get a chat there asking me to mention USC. <clears throat> uh, Cowboy Don 10 wants to know, what do you think of USC this year? And uh, B. Norton said, USC clobbered Rice. And Rice isn't a great team. But 62-14 under a new head coach and that transfer, that Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. So who knows? They make make some noise out in the Pac Ten. We'll see. Uh well, and, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't base it on beating rice. No, exactly. Well, they didn't beat him. They boiled them. I mean, 62-14. Anyway, rice is done. Okay, let's go to the let's go to the NHRA where the rubber really meets. Uh, USC the
0: road. was favored by 33 in that game.
2: I just want you to know right, they, so. they covered. They covered by twenty. Yeah. So uh Dodge Power Brokers, NHRA, US Nationals getting down to the end here with the rodeo. Uh with the rodeo, with the race cars, NHRA. Lucas Oil, Indianapolis Raceway Park. Uh, this is over the weekend. I got the winners in Top Fuel was Antron Brown, Funny Car, Ron Caps, Pro Stock, Greg Anderson, Pro Stock Motorcycle. Love the Pro Stock Motorcycle. Matt Smith. And uh, we had Top Alcohol Dragster, Julie Natis. Very good. So let's get over to uh, NFL Big D. Britt Reed, former Kansas City Chiefs assistant and son of Andy to enter plea in 2021 car crash that seriously injured young girl. ESPN News, this broke about at a couple of hours ago Kansas City Missouri former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed is scheduled to enter a plea on Monday to felony driving while intoxicated causing serious injury after the 2021 crash that seriously injured Ariel young who was five at the time Reed's son of Chiefs uh, coach Andy Reed is expected to plead guilty at Jackson County Missouri this Circuit court uh, record show he was scheduled to go on trial September 26th he faces up to seven years in prison uh the Kansas City star reported uh, he sincerely regrets his conduct and hopes and praise for the continued recovery for uh, Ariel Young, Reed's attorney, J.R. Hobbs, said in a news release. Um, you remember one of the vehicles he hit had stalled because of a dead battery and the second was owned by Young's mother who had arrived to help according to char- uh, charging documents and uh, court uh, records show Reed was driving about 84 miles an hour shortly before the collision and had a blood alcohol level of 0.113. Two hours after the cre- p- crash, police said the legal limit is 0.0. So that was really a, a tough story going on down there. So we'll see how that happens and how that may affect the Kansas City Chiefs. And, and, and obviously, Coach Reed, we don't know. Uh, and uh, just one other quick story I wanted to get to. This was a good one, Big D. Uh, let's see. UFC legend Anderson Silva will face Jake Paul in boxing match on October 29th in Arizona. I know Big D loves the Jake Paul. <laughs> I thought you said it was a good one. Yeah, I know. Jake Paul, will, uh, critics will moan and note that the YouTube sensation turned boxing prodigy pro boxer is again uh, taking the easy way out. He's facing Anderson Silva, who's oh, no, 47 no, no, no. years old. No, no. He's not taking these. Uh, I, good, well, I, know I know that. I know that. Uh, I know. His supporters will
1: point now, out. Will, will this be an MMA fight? Or will no, this, this will be, be no, a boxing, boxing. match. <laughs> so, yeah. Wait a second, Anderson Silva can't
2: use his can't kick. No, no. he can't. They spider him. He can't kick no, or no, anything. Paul. <laughs> <The> boxing <laughs>
0: match, you could only
2: punch. No, no, I want to yeah. see him kick that guy in the face. <laughs> well, Anderson we'll see what happens. Silva's that... roundhouse kicks were awesome. Yeah. Arizona, that'll be on Saturday, October twentieth. I'm sure there will be plenty of stories coming out. But uh, he'll be taking on the spider, who is, uh, has had a few boxing matches, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. But that, that's going to be an interesting one. So, well, he's and, one
0: of the great strikers in UFC history. Not only, not only. Obviously, like Paul said, obviously his all-around MMA game. He's one of the greats ever. But his boxing, I mean, this, Dana White says, Dana White would know. And Dana White says, listen, this kid's had no fight so far. Now he's got a real fight. Yep. So if Dana White says it's good enough for me.
2: Yep, and Showtime made it official today. It'll be in Arizona. So How we'll- much they getting paid for this? Uh, they didn't give a number on that, Paul. I didn't see that yet. Uh, oh, I'm sure he's picking up a quick five, three to five. I'm I sure. Mean, he really
1: was a great fighter and a great champ, Anderson Silva. Oh, was a class pastor. act across the board. Too. One of the best ever,
0: they say. Yeah, One of the best ever, without a, a doubt. I ball. really,
1: I, want, I, hope he, I hope he hits him 76 times
0: before <laughs> he <just went> gets
2: <laughs>
0: What's the hate for the Paul brothers here, Paul? I like, I'm, I'm <laughs> I want him humbled.
2: I want him humbled. Yeah, enough of the, the okay. cocky YouTubers. That's okay. it, big D. It's a rapid sports.
0: All right, very good, Slickrick. Let me tell you in college football who's not um, me. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's not going to have a USC. I don't know what USC is going to do. We'll see. But, I mean, beat Rice, that doesn't tell me anything. But you know who's might be having buyer's remorse already is LSU.
2: Ooh. Oh, Yeah, that was a tough one. That mixed extra point. You see that? Brian oh, Kelly.
5: <laughs>
0: LSU, oh. you could be in for a... They could be in for a long. They could be in for a long season. I mean, I know they'll beat Southern by a hundred this week and maybe feel better about themselves. Boy, Clemson
1: right. looked good, didn't they? I Clemson mean, what they, were, good. Well, they so do replace twenty-two yep. starters or something? Like, and they lost like, it'll be twenty right.
0: And they lost their defensive coordinator, who was like the heart and soul of the team yeah, along with and, Davo.
2: And they looked good, boy. But nobody looked as good as the dogs. Woof, They looked good. That was a whooping man. I didn't think they beat Oregon like that. Well, 49th. It's three. a loud to the woods. Especially,
0: yeah. especially with the title now. You got the big target on your back. We, yeah. we said, well, me and Paul do sports radio every week. And we said we're going to learn a lot about Georgia in week one against Oregon, who could be what we thought could be, you know, okay offensively. Well, no, they were.
2: Oof, yeah, they slipped out of the top 25 today.
0: Just awful. Yep. Good opening week of college football, though, so. All right, uh, thanks, Greg. We'll do some more sports. Uh, don't have a lot of time for news, Paul. You got something quick? Uh, no, the two stories I have lined up
1: are both uh, pretty beefy. The one is from Natural All News. Right. It's, you know, I'll just give you the headlines. Obedience is a killer. 91% of Biden voters took the death jab. Huge demographic and electoral change is coming for America as vax clots kill Democrats and liberal women
0: the most. All right, we'll save it, Paul. We got an LOL we'll do instead. LOL, I don't even need to lead into it because it's just it's self-serving, LOL, roll it, G.
5: California
2: is in the lead, can show the rest of the nation how it is done.
0: Warning, just coming in from CalISO, who runs the power grid in the state. They say they expect demand for electricity to outpace supply oh. tomorrow. And oh. they say that means rolling blackouts are likely. They've issued a flex alert from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. tomorrow night.
2: And during the flex alert, again, you are asked to set your thermostat to 78 degrees or higher Avoid using major appliances and turn off all unnecessary lights.
0: Yes. And unplug your Tesla, please, so you can't go anywhere. (laughs) So your ass is home the whole day. Where's Slick today? Where's the gov? Come on, Slick. Tell us what's going on. All right, thirty minutes past the hour, live from Studio Six B. Man, I feel like I haven't seen a Crazy Town in a long time. Let's fire it up, G Crazy Town. Biden in Pennsylvania. Before we get to it, by the way, I saw Benny Johnson had a good um, had a good side by side of Trump's rallies in Pennsylvania and the ones Biden were doing. <laughs> not, not, yeah, <laughs> not quite either. comparable. Tens of people showing up. <laughs> There's Biden's at the local VFW hall, I guess. Are that's you something. kidding me? Yeah, there it is. How can
1: anyone buy... Oh, that's boy, the current sitting president shook.
0: of the United States in Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, he inspires men.
0: <laughs> I wonder what those people got paid, 15 bucks an hour, you think, to stand there?
1: You see, there was some reports that like, Antifa kids who like responded to the Soros ads aren't getting paid and they're really pissed off. <laughs> you can't make this
0: stuff up. Oh my god. All right, Crazy Town Biden in Pennsylvania. Roll it, G. I'll
5: tell you what. <laughs> you know, uh,
1: he looks like Rick Flair after a, he died four a pretty years critical ago.
5: Election. Bobby Casey's Glass. been a close friend of mine for a He's long a time. Of- His dad and I were friends as well matter of fact we are ages split I, his dad was much older than him and i mean and <laughs> i am to, to went to the same grade schools i've moved because George washington when when cole died <laughs> in scranton there weren't any jobs and my dad uh, my dad was in sales not not in mining but uh he moved back down to <laughs> delaware about midway through my i got elected to i got very engaged oh my God, is there in, a point? in my case the oh. civil rights movement and uh, uh oh, here he is. As a kid i was uh, i worked a lot in, in the movement and worked and i got deeply involved in a former chief justice whose family <laughs> has more united states senators than like any family in american history he looked at me and he said you obviously didn't do very well in law school joe a group came to me of the senior <laughs> members of the party and said they wanted me to run for the senate and so one thing led to another and uh, <laughs> i ended up deciding to run and i won by thirty-one hundred votes So the fact is, you guys own me. Uh, Your county executive is a hell of a guy. And John, if I have to be in a foxhole, I want John Fetterman in there with me. This is not your father's Republican Party. This is a totally different party, man. All of a sudden, the reason it made me run, I decided was when you saw those people coming out of the fields down in Virginia carrying torches, literally coming out of the fields carrying torches with swastikas. My chanted buddy, the same anti-Semitic bile was chanted in literally the same anti-Semitic bile chanted in what? Germany in the 30s, c- accompanied by the Ku Klux Klan. And the <laughs> guy that uh, I beat in the select Your best friends. And when they asked what he what thought, he said there were really fine you. people on both sides. I said something was really wrong. I think there are periods in history where we reach certain inflection points. Where everything is going to come after is going to change what's been before for the next generation. And we're in one of those points. It happens six, eight, every gener- every six or eight generations. What? Things are changing. And six w- or eight. The United States has to remember who we years. are. Right. And so one of the things that I concluded was that, uh, you, know, uh, well, really. the, you know, those inflection points are the places <laughs> where you look back two, five, Ten years later, and realize <laughs> it's just not what it was before. It's either better or it's worse. worse. Than it was before. It's either better it's or worse. Like, and I mean this. No one's is ever done on what I say I the can't problem tell. is I sometimes say all that I mean. I spoke to the business roundtable, the CEOs of the largest companies in the in, 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 in the United States, and I've been straightforward with them. I said, look, I'm a union guy, and I support him for one reason because in your interest. They look at me like, what are you talking about? And I get to Everybody does that. Of <laughs> your Korea. money as president. I get to allocate over six hundred billion dollars. million a to say that we <laughs> can't be mean? a great manufacturing facility uh, hub in America uh, in, in the world again? What's what, what, <laughs> what, 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 where would you say we can't do this? I'm not going to go on much longer. I promise. <laughs> oh, I've for tax fairness That's for a long, long, long time. Yeah. But guess what? They told me we I couldn't yes. do that either. I've been fighting farmer for my entire career my entire career, and we finally beat Pharma. You're the ones, you're the ones. And by the way, you know, like all of you, like, I shouldn't say all, like many of you, I wasn't raised poor, but I was, we weren't wealthy. We lived in a three bedroom, uh, split level home in a little town called, a little area called Mayfield in Delaware, you could always tell when things were going rough. You could hear on the wall, three of us, we had, two Sets of bunks in one room, oh, you could hear my dad when he was restless. Hear the headboard move. We now are in a no, that's situation not, that's where that's not what, we've been that's able not what to was happening, Joe. 2400 <laughs> bucks from, for a family of four. What the heck? That's called mommy daddy time under the Affordable Care Act. And by my the way, he's got a squeeze. These guys are still going after the Affordable Care Act. What's going on here, man? This is this is again, we 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 can change things and we're going to change it for the better, <laughs> the headboard. you know. Uh, and here's the deal. Oh, I've spent a lot of time with foreign leaders from ah. the leader of China, Russia, oh, yeah. etc. Here we go. Leader of China, yeah. Xi Jinping, mm-hmm. just yeah. tells me straight up, I've spent more time than many other head of state over 76 I hours. Lose. I think we can come out of what we <laughs> got into stronger than we got no, we're into. We're in 76. Stronger than before we started. And folks, look, you know... Uh, all of us <laughs> you love the country. I don't know. But you can't love the country and say how much you love it when you only <laughs> accept one or two outcomes from the election. What? Either you won or you were cheated. And I I, I don't want, I, there's much more to say, but I've already said too much to you. <laughs> I'm going out here. Come on. We got time. Oh, Where
3: am
0: I going? Man. Oh, my I mean. God. That's a classic. That was a classic. That is a, that's a, that's a classic. classic. I wasn't expecting that one to be so... Oh, I didn't know what to expect. I it started didn't see any out of this. funny
1: and it just started to get me angrier and angrier. <laughs>
0: oh my god. I know I, I know I struggle with that too. I shouldn't be laughing, but oh. I don't know how you... I just, oh my god. <laughs> There's a lot more to say. No, no, please. No, Joe. No.
5: <laughs> oh, man.
1: He's the president most votes ever. Inspiring, Oof. inspiring speech, boy.
0: Oh man! All right. Well, there it is. Tens of people showed up. Now, is that is that that speech, Joe? Uh, Joe, listen to me, Geo. Yes, it is. That's wow. that speech.
2: Yes.
3: Yeah, they were all lined up there for for a game of musical chairs right after. He
2: was <laughs> I think gone. they were giving out Look hot dogs is. or something.
3: <laughs>
1: there was free and pie pork. <laughs> Yeah, every, every, oh. every, yeah, everyone gets like a, like a $10 gift certificate to uh, to Hardee's and uh, punch and pie is served.
0: <laughs> I mean, somebody has to get a camera facing the audience and just a secret camera. So we can't, they don't know it's filmed. The, the looks have got to just be like. Well, oh, his aides you know are what?
3: probably
2: in the crowd preventing that. Oh my
0: Lord.
3: I'm surprised that James O'Keefe has not infiltrated one of these with, uh, with a camera. Well, he, what he's he, doing he's with
0: he's these too busy school exposing boards. schools right now, yeah. <laughs> Did you
3: see,
1: like, I watched one of the local news reports talking about how crazy that he gets away with this guerrilla warfare? That's what journalism is. You're supposed to get <laughs> yeah. people saying, What are you talking about? Like, I got a scoop. How dare you get a scoop? They didn't know yeah. you were scooping them.
0: It wasn't leaked people to was us. They just got Yeah.
1: It's crazy how they, they could they, they, they vilify exposing these wicked agendas. Like, he's the devil because he's actually doing his job?
0: Huh. Yeah, we're finding out that exactly what we thought and knew was going on is going on in public schools. Wow, you're you're shocked. I'm shocked. It's just like this article I saw from Fox News. Trump medical records, tax documents seized in the FBI ride. Whoa, gee, you're kidding. <laughs> you're kidding. You mean, let me get this straight. They went in under a, f- a false pretext, and they happened to see whatever was in plain view, and they just grabbed it, and now we find out what they grabbed was tax records and medical records and tax documents? Well, I, I mean, who could have seen this coming?
3: Oh, but you're talking about stuff in plain view. No, no, that, stu- that stuff was not in plain view because, you know, they also brought a safe cracker. So you know that they were rummaging through all types of file cabinets, files, anything and everything they could
0: get their hands on. Well, Eric, Eric Trump said there was nothing in the safe. So, right. Um, but, I mean, wow, who would have guessed that?
1: I love how they laid out all those top secret documents uh, on the floor, the wonderful photo op.
0: And oh. just remember something. If there was one iota of anything in anything they took, you this happened on a Monday night. If it wasn't at Monday at 4 in the morning, Tuesday at 7 a.m., it would have been the lead story on CNN because someone would have leaked it to them. So anything else is just mm. nonsense.
3: Not only that, but the FBI, uh, they wouldn't be allowed to take pictures of classified documents because they probably didn't have clearance to look at those documents. So you got to consider that. It's like, oh, that's Say that fine. again? Any, any FBI agent that walked in there probably didn't have the clearance to look at these top secret documents that they were, quote unquote, taking pictures of. So anything they think they saw was like, oh, my goodness. That's why you saw a lot of these empty files, because that's what, from what I understand, they had like 35 empty files marked top or classified, you know, top secret, classified, what have you. And, uh, you know, most of these guys, most of these FBI agents don't have that kind of clearance to look at this stuff. So how can they take pictures of it? Can't. Again, they're telling you—they're telling you what they want you to believe. Well, that's, Rick,
0: remember Trump? Up. You know they didn't have to. Trump's is the one who had him. You know, yeah, he of goes, course. <laughs> hey, Uki, okay, rid right of it, rid right of it. Right top D. secret
1: file for you. Top <laughs> secret file for you. Top yeah, secret. File. That's what yeah, we're okay, supposed right. to believe, right? He had—he had one in his bicycle spokes. <laughs> right? <I> mean, <laughs> it was a joke. I mean, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Speaking of ridiculous, do we want to do a little? News? I was, yeah. I'm trying to get to a couple stories here. Chinese Com- Communist Party-run energy company linked to Hunter Biden um, no. has made record-breaking profits for the first half of 22. Oh. The company, officially known as Shitty. China Petroleum and Chemical Corp, posted its record earnings over six billion dollars amidst America's ongoing fuel shortages, skyrocketing gas prices, and the Democratic Party's push hmm. for the use of alternative uh, energy sources. Wow. Also known as Sinopac, the Biden tied firm said it's also net income rose 11 percent to six and a half billion in the first half of this year. According to an exchange filing, oil and gas output rose 2.9 percent, while diesel production increased 7.4 percent through the uh, COVID-19 lockdowns. While other news uh, outlets have covered the uh, company's profit surge, they consistently failed to mention its financial ties to uh, the Biden family. So, I just wanted to touch that's a short version. Of that I will post that on my getter page.
0: Uh, and, Rick Delgado, someone in the chat said, Rick, they had their clearances <laughs> increased before the raid. That information is out there. Just so you know.
1: We'd mm. like to see the source doc on that. Yeah, like we'd to like that. to see
3: that. But also, you know, share that with again, me on my page. If, if you're going to take pictures and leak them, you think those uh, pictures are real classified documents or just kind of whatever they could find, and just they make They look a like pile. props to me. They yeah. look like
1: planted props. That's right. what it just looks so conveniently, perfectly. Look, photo op, it's perfect for the front cover of, of uh, the Washington Post. The Well, the president has
0: I mean, President Trump hasn't addressed that like that. He just basically said, if you think I put those on the floor like that, you're crazy. But he didn't, he, didn't, he hasn't, I haven't heard him comment on the legitimacy of what we, were, what we saw in that picture as far as the cover sheets and all that. So I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, someone who has clearances would know, Cash Patel would know. Somebody like that, who, who's uh, Rick Grinnell would know. You know, I, I'd like to hear what one of them has to say about what they saw. Because certainly they would know what those look like. Yeah, I, I, I would did, have no idea.
3: I think they agreed with the president's assessment that, uh, you know, looked pretty staged.
1: So convenient.
0: We'll wrap it up when we get back on a Tuesday live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. to the hour live from studio six B on a tuesday good to be back glad you're in get our chats fired up slick rick's been doing sports we'll do a little more in a second rick delgado's here went to the trump rally this weekend we'll hear more about that tomorrow night what even is that geofran holding it down good to have you guys back uh paul nolan's here with the news let's do a little more news mr nolan what's going on
1: well from epic times uh former greenpeace founder patrick morse's climate change based on false narratives Who is this? Patrick Moore. Hmm. Um, He was one of the founders of Greenpeace. He said in an email obtained by the Epic Times that his reasons for leaving Greenpeace were very clear. He said Greenpeace was hijacked by the political left when they realized there was money and power in the environmental movement. Left-leaning political activists in North America and Europe changed Greenpeace from a science-based organization to a political fundraising organization. He left Greenpeace in 1986, 15 years after he co-founded the organization. He went on to say, the environmental movement has become more of a political movement than an environmental movement. They are primarily focused on creating narrative stories that are designed to instill fear and guilt into the public so the public will send them money. He said, they mainly operate behind closed doors and other political operatives at the UN, World World Economic Forum, and so on, all of which are primarily political in nature, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is called the IPCC, is not a science organization, he said. It's a political organization composed of world meteorology organizations and United Nations environmental programs. Uh, the IPCC hires scientists to provide them with information, in quotes, that supports the climate emergency narrative. Um, their campaigns against fossil fuels, nuclear energy, CO2, plastic, etc., are misguided and designed to make people think the world will come to an end unless we cripple our civilization and destroy our economy. They are now a negative influence on the future of both the environment and human civilization. Mm. He closed the quote by saying, Today, the left has adopted many policies that would be very destructive to the civilization as they are not technically achievable. Only look at the looming energy crisis in Europe and UK, which Putin is taking advantage of. But this is their own making, uh, refusing to develop their own natural gas resources, opposing nuclear energy and adopting an impossible position on fossil fuels in general. And, uh, you know, this is in Europe where you hear people saying they're asking the question that's kind of trending now is heat or eat. Um, Ireland is suffering. Uh, Northern England, uh, Scotland, I mean, places are starting to suffer already. And uh, this is all by design. I believe we're seeing all these revolts in the Netherlands and the attacking farmers and how they uh, operate their crops. It's um, it's all interconnected, in my opinion. And I think that this is all part of just the war on commodities. And I believe that war, that proxy war in Ukraine by the UN and the US and the world bankers is all based on controlling the narrative and controlling fossil fuels and They're all getting richer because of it. The neocons are at it again.
0: Cut 17, G. Roll that.
5: President Biden understands, and his policy embraces the notion, we can use gas to transition, but it must be transitional or capturing all of the emissions. (laughs) And and so replenishing some of what we needed to keep Europe uh, and its economy humming or to heat homes in very cold places and so forth, that will be necessary in the short term of the transition. Oh. But nobody should be fooled into thinking, oh, yes. oh, wow, you know, because of Ukraine, we can just forget about going ahead and deal, dealing with the climate crisis. Oh, yes. No, no, and no, you can't oh, no. forget about that crisis. Please, it has uh, to be dealt with.
0: Please get my G6 fired up so I can get the hell out of here. What a Have my private plane on the uh, runway, please. Uh, one thing I would like to point out to Mr. Kerry. No, maybe he's not a big believer in NASA. But uh, NASA just put out their August satellite temps. And according to NASA, again, it's just NASA, but uh, no warming in almost eight years despite lots of CO2. August 2022, same temp as August 1998. Climate is a hoax. And uh, this is on our Twitter, at LFS6B. Temperatures... This goes back to 1979 all the way through 2022. And again, you'll see exact same temp, August 2022 as August 1998. Now, I'm sure John Kerry doesn't want to talk about or debate this from NASA, but I just thought I'd bring it to your attention. So. Uh, anything else in news, Paul?
1: No, I got my stuff wrapped up. Got it squeezed in.
0: All right, just quickly before we do sports, because I was talking about it all night. Here is the video out of New York City. I can see
3: Fuck, fuck.
0: I mean, just look at this. Then the guy jumps out Rebs with a back. gun, goes to the driver's uh, passenger side first, smacks him, goes around the other side. Guy says, he's got a gun, got a gun, smacks him, and then jumps, gets back in the car.
3: With a bag of money.
0: With a bag. Oh, yeah. 20000 uh, in
3: cash, I believe. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that.
0: They take off. Wow. Right in broad daylight there on 90th and 2nd, I think it was. <laughs> guy walking down the street just wasn't even phased at first keeps walking then all of a sudden he's coming hey oh my god then it's like whoa that's right
1: up by uh that's really the, the you know harlem right and it's pretty close to no. harlem yeah the 90th through our begins yeah. but like that's 94th. where all those great hospitals are mm-hmm. like lennox hospital 77 78 82 85 all the best hospitals are all that row there
2: yeah
0: yeah Crazy. great i want to like i want to do that
1: yeah, I want to go there to see a specialist in yeah. the
0: middle of uh, New York City in the broad daylight.
2: All right, let's wrap it up. We'll do a little sports. Look, Rick, what's going on? Here's some granddaughter of a different fashion. Southern 500. Eric Jones takes Richard Petty's number 43 to victory at Darlington. Ryan McGee, ESPN senior writer on Sunday night in the 73rd edition of the Southern 500 at Darlington Raceway, South Carolina. NASCAR's oldest speedway and its still-new race car joined forces to send the sport through a time machine and a garbage disposal all at once. When the checkered flag flew and the smoke quite literally cleared, Eric Jones drove a car into victory lane that hadn't won the race in exactly 55 years. Richard Petty's always famous but often feebled number 43. Meanwhile, Chase Elliott, the driver who led the 2022 Cup Series standings all season, ended the night and started the NASCAR playoffs finishing dead last. Kevin Harvick who slogged through most of the regular season then won two in a row to seize momentum heading into the playoffs. So NASCAR heating up in action and U.S. Women's Open Championships here we're getting down to the nitty gritty this weekend quarterfinals. uh, Karen Caroline Garcia defeated Cuckoo for Coco Golf 6-3, 6-4 earlier today. Garcia will take on Anz Thursday in the semis. We'll track the men tomorrow night. We have a little bit more time. Big D. And just uh, one more quick story I want to get to. This is, a, this is a good one. Yankees TV broadcast mistakenly gives condolences for New York sports journalists who's still alive. This is Victor Barbosa of Yard Barker. During Sunday's television broadcast of the New York Yankees and Tampa Bay Rays game on the Yes Network, Michael Kay, the longtime voice of the Bronx Bombers, made announcement that a 40-year fixer of the area sports scene, Bob Trainer, had passed away. K followed with a touching tribute to Trainer and offered condolences to Bob's family and friends. One problem, Traynor's apparently alive and well, according to WFA fan. Sports reporter Mike Mancuso. Sad news, uh, Kay said. If you ever been around a Major League ballpark of any sporting events in New York, you saw Bob Trainer there, and he passed away today. Forty-year fixture in all the clubhouses, and our condolences go out to Bob's family and friends. Mike Mancuso tweeted out right a little bit later in the day. Friends, something didn't feel right about the various reports of Bob's passing, so I reached out, and Bob called me this morning. Happy to say he's alive and doing well. Bob is thankful for all the kind words. My Oops. sincere p- apologies. Can you imagine
3: seeing his like? His Hearing his voice when you pick up the phone.
0: <laughs> hey, what's going on, bud? <laughs> Probably thinks you're oh dead, man. too. Hey, by the way, Take Me to the Sea said, I'm glad Slick Rick dresses up. I just can't see Damon in pink flowers. I'm offended by that comment. Oh. I could see myself in pink flowers. Couldn't you, Slick Rick? I could, Big D. Absolutely. Rick yeah. Delgado?
3: If they're boxers, sure. I'm sure you're all over it.
0: <laughs> Ball? <laughs> <laughs> pink I is want, in baby uh, make it go away All right, as always we salute our military different outfit, police <laughs> firefighters, first responders, EMTs I'll be in my pink flowers tomorrow night I'm out as always uh, we well, saw I don't know what the hell I'm saying right now I screwed up my whole outro because I'm thinking about pink flowers well we salute you to live from Studio 6B audience we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow night 8pm right here at Real America's Voice we'll see you then